one of the better known characters throughout Sligo and, and for very good reason. Uh, Sean had this, well, I won't say it was a unique capacity, but it was certainly a very endearing capacity to, to make friends very easily. He was a very open, kind, instantly likable personality. You know, and he had this gift uh, for friendship. And even people who were strangers, say, who encountered him, um, within minutes, they'd be like as though they were long-lost friends and they never forgot him. Uh, people who you might not see for a number of years would meet him again, maybe in, in, in the pub or through the music or through the football. And they'd instantly remember, oh, that's Sean. And, and they'd, they'd reconnect as if they'd never been apart. And, uh, you know, he had this huge impact on everybody he met. And we all felt so privileged to, to be part of that. Uh, terrific, terrific personality. You mentioned a couple of his passions there. Music was certainly one, but sport was certainly another. Sligo Rovers in particular, um, he, he, I'd say he had an almost evangelical uh, zeal for, for spreading the gospel of the Rovers, like wherever he went or whoever he met. I know, I know when he was working, say, in some of the pubs in, in, in Connolly's or the Harp or that, and strangers would come in who maybe had never been in Sligo before. And before they left the pub, they'd be committed Sligo Rovers fans. Uh, he'd have talked them into it, and he'd have told them all about the club and about his passion. And this was the thing, you know, his passion was so infectious that, you know, they'd often leave w- w- with a match program or a scarf or something belonging to Sligo Rovers. And I'd say they'd come back years later then and remember him and pick up, pick up on that. So he had, as I said, this need for spreading the gospel of the Rovers. But in a more practical sense, he served as a member of the, the committee uh, in the late 80s, mid to late 80s, I'd say. He was treasurer for a number of years. Um, he would have worked alongside people such as Tony McGee and Johnny Tata, Aidan Mannion, John Snee, uh, the McCullough brothers, uh, Eddie and Dermot. At a time when the club was literally surviving from week to week. Uh, and I know it's not easy now, but things are much more professional both on and off the pitch. In those days, and I remember them well from covering them in the champion, like it literally was a week-to-week survival. And it's a measure of Sean and all the other people who work in those days that the club is in such a healthy position as it now is. So like his contribution to Rovers, both as a committee member, as a fan, uh, it, it, it could never be underestimated. Uh, and then as a fan, of course, he would have travelled. I'd say he was in every League of Ireland round in the country following Rovers. Um, he went all over Europe following Rovers. Uh, that was his big passion. Uh, but uh, as we said, you know, he was involved in so many other things. He was a great community man as well. But he, he, and he had an encyclopedic knowledge of sport as well. Uh, like most of us who think we know something about football, we chat about the Premier League teams or the international teams. But Sean, he, it, it, it dazzled you with his knowledge about you, Newport County or Accrington Stanley, you know. But <laughs> he had that kind of in-depth passion. And the smaller stuff was the better stuff for him. You know, he, he, he had this local connection with Rovers and with Sligo. He loved everything to do with Sligo. Uh, and he kind of transferred that then into his knowledge and his love of smaller clubs throughout the world. He, he, he great, great guy to sit down and have a chat with. I'm just remembering as a young fella, Jim, when I was in Summerhill College in the days, I can remember Sligo Rovers being bottom of the first division, the old first division in the days of EMFA back in the day. And there might only be a yeah. few hundred people in the ground on a Sunday afternoon. But, but rain, hail or shine, however Rovers are doing, Sean Dwyer was likely to be one of the 
that few hundred who would be there. Exactly. That generation, and, and indeed generations before them, who kept the shoulders of the wheel, you know, who kept the club alive through, through really tough times. And they were tough times, as you so rightly say often. And it was people like Sean Dwyer and some of the other people I mentioned who, who kept the ship afloat. And in latter years, he may not have been involved in the engine room, let's say, but he was still certainly doing his bit. He, he'd be he'd be selling the, the, the lotto tickets on a weekly basis, the annual draw tickets. He, he'd be organising quizzes to raise money. He was always always rovers at heart. Um, so many other things in his life as well that it, it almost would be wrong to sort of categorise and just or, or even to put him in the context of just a soccer fan. There's so much more to Sean. But a lot of people will certainly know him through his great work with Rovers and his love of Rovers. He was also, as far as I know, a, um, a founder member or certainly a very early member of the Carton United Club, which is run so successfully now. But back in the very early days, Sean would have been an important man there. Uh, and even up until recently, you'd see him at junior soccer football matches. You know, it wasn't just the big days that brought him out. He, he as I said earlier, he had this great affinity with grassroots football. And, you know, just touching on his music for a moment, while he was a performer, Jim, you know, and he was a very capable and talented musician, it seems he was the sort of guy who was happier being behind the scenes and doing things to help out, whether it was community-based or sport-based or music-based, quietly yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah, he was a great community man. I'll I, I talk to you about as, as much as I know about his music ability as well, but he was a great community man. He was very much an active member of the Residents Association in, in Cartran. Um, he was involved in the Tidy Towns, uh, Sligo Live, um, the Vintners Association. He worked as a volunteer in the hospice shop. And I know from my own experience that even little everyday things that he did very quietly, and nobody would know about them, only the people he helped. Uh, so, yeah, terrific. And his music, people remember that too. Yeah, the Key Street Band. People remember the Key Street Band. Um, and indeed, even before that, I remember him years ago, he brought out his own CD of folk music. And uh, it was a terrific, terrific piece of work. But in more recent years, yeah, he played with uh, Fluky, Fluky Gorman and Aidan and Martin in the Key Street Band. And uh, they would play in the harp or Kennedy's and weddings and functions. Indeed, a lot of my own uh, family landmarks, Sean would have been the the entertainer. Uh, so he had a great outgoing personality. As you say, he, he was quiet uh, in his own way, but he, he certainly got a lot of work done and he would always lend a helping hand whenever and wherever it was needed. And last but not least, people will remember him too for serving us a drink or a pint, whether it was the Village Inn, the Harp Tavern, or more re- in more recent years, Conley's Bar. And he seemed to have an yeah. unfailing ability to be one of the most the most polite barmen around, you know, even in helter-skelter yeah. occasions. Yeah. yeah, he never laughed the cool right enough. Uh, but that, but that, that, was, that was, goes back, Austin, to what I was saying earlier about this capacity he had to, to, to be friendly and open and kind. As I say, those of us who knew him were privileged to have known him, but even strangers or people who would meet him only now and again, they'd always remember him because he had this huge welcoming smile. He had the banter and the chat for everybody. He could chat about anything, you know, sport, music, politics, local, whatever was going on. And and people, he had this attraction. It's hard to pin it down what it was, but people were drawn to him. 
Uh, and that, of course, is why so many people are so so saddened by his sudden death. That's you know that's a mark of the man as well. Um, he 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 left an impact on everyone he met uh, often, and and he'll be very sorely missed, but absolutely never forgotten. <laughs>